Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are back in the tiny epic realm with the 2019 Tiny Epic Tactics, where it you are uh, kind of a battle royale game. You can play this co-op, but it is designed as sort of a battle royale game. Uh, one to four players, designed by Scott Alms, of course, and takes place in about 30 to 60 minutes is what they've got it rated for. I'd say that's about right. The artists are Nicoletta Vasi, Naomi Robinson, and Benjamin Schulman. Apologize for any mispronunciations on the names there, but um, yeah, this is one that we wanted to check out for a bit, and we finally got it to the table here. This is a... It kind of reminds me of uh, Ice Cool in the fact that the box, you know, the box... <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah okay of all game. right in that respect yes <laughs> that is the only way and the only way and just the box design <laughs> and how the box incorporates into the game board is that a reminder for me at least of ice cool uh yeah this game has got a little player board and then on the player board you're going to take out little components from the box flip them over and on the back of those are um level so your board becomes three-dimensional and uh, that comes into play on how you play this game because obviously this is a battle royale game so having height advantage is going to be helpful and uh, there are certain little icons all over the board that you can also uh, be on to give you bonuses or special abilities lots of cool stuff happening in this game but let's uh, go through a full explanation of how you play it before we get into the minutiae of the game itself all right and by full explanation, I will go over just mostly the basic details because <laughs> there's a broad lot of, explanation, a lot of little minutia <laughs> yes. things going on. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So yeah. uh, basically, you set up the board. However, and technically, it's not a board; it's a mat. It's it's like a fabric mat, uh, and then you right. put on the little. Uh, boxes on top of that and some of the boxes on top of boxes uh, and I'm just going to go with the, the simple two player game uh, each team that each player has uh, there's different characters for each of the character types which is let's see if I can remember off the top of my head rogue uh, fighter beast and spellcaster wizard I think is what it's called uh, uh, <laughs> it's, you're, you're going to shuffle each of those decks each player will take the top one off of each of those decks thus building their team uh, and then they get a little uh, token wooden token character re to represent that particular one uh, the first player will place two of their characters in one of the starting positions their little stars on the on the mats slash boxes to indicate uh, where that you can start uh, they'll place two of them in one corner and two of them in the opposing corner uh, and then the other person puts two of their characters in the two remaining corners uh, each uh, then then the game basically starts uh, the whole point is to get a certain amount of uh, stars or victory points in this game uh, and victory points can be earned in one of four ways uh, every surviving member at the end of your game that you have left in your party is worth two points every captured uh, opposing team member that you have is also worth two points uh, every control flag that you have uh, is worth five points uh, and if you have any surviving members that are in villages at the end of the game that is worth one point so that whoever has the most total at the end of the game is going to win so that's kind of what you're what you're focusing on throughout the entire thing so the the big focus tends to be either killing people uh, or capturing flags 
Uh, on your turn, your first, you're going to do four things in this order. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to check to see if you have majority control in any area of that's that's been triggered. I'll get back to that. The next thing you get to do is you get to take three actions total with your units. Uh, so you can use, say, one action on one unit, one action on another unit, and one action on another unit, and then you have one dude who's done nothing. Uh, or if you really wanted to, you could do two actions with a, a single unit. Uh, but in doing so, you will weaken the character, meaning they can't do anything next turn unless you pay to remove that weakened token by losing two life or just not doing anything with that uh, player on a future turn, thus removing the weakened. They just need like a, a turn to take a break. Uh, so you can you can do extra things with one person, but you're going to lose some things uh, in the future. Uh, after that. After you've taken your three actions, uh, then you can uh, remove any weakened tokens on any units that didn't uh, do anything that turn. Uh, and then the last thing is you're going to draw a tactics card. Each of you technically starts with uh, two, and you pick one to keep. Uh, but at the end of every turn, you will draw an additional one into your hand. Uh, you have a max of two tactics cards, so if you go over that, you will just discard one to the discard pile. Um, if at any point in time during your turn or during an opposing, opposing player's turn, you fulfill the if-then statement on the card. It's usually like, if you enter a water space or if you use this type of attack, then you get to do this special thing. And there's a, a ton of different ones. Um, sometimes they're hugely helpful. Sometimes they're like, yeah, I guess that might be helpful if I want to do that <laughs> later. So it's it, it's so, it's a, a complete uh, shot in the dark sometimes. But uh, they are super helpful when they are helpful. Uh, and then it just goes to the next player's turn. I said I'd get back to that one thing of controlling areas. There are three <laughs> areas on this map uh, that have uh, different colored flags on them. Uh, there's purple, orange, and I think like silverish white. Uh, they each have essentially six locations in each area. So you're trying to essentially have majority control in these areas. One of the locations will trigger uh, that area. It's a slightly bigger flag in that area. It still counts as part of area control, but it has a special ability that if, if at the start of a player's turn someone is on that location, that location is now triggered for the rest of the game. Uh, although when we played, we didn't quite play it like that, uh, but it was still good. Uh, but uh, it's it now from at at the beginning of everyone's turn in that area, no matter if there's anyone in it or not, you will see who has majority. If someone has majority, you will move a little flag on a little card down one unit. Uh, and this card has essentially three zones, well, four zones. The first zone is nothing has happened there at all. The next zone is, hey, someone had majority once. Someone, not you, someone had majority. The next one is, hey, someone got another majority. And the last one is, hey, you got majority and you get this flag, which means you earn five points. So it's not necessarily the first person. It's not even the second person who moves that flag. It's the third person who moves that flag that will get that flag. And again, there are three different flags, so there's there's different different areas that are up for contention, which makes which really makes it interesting. Because if it was just one area, it would be kind of boring. Uh, we on our game that we played, I think we only focused on two. The third one never got triggered at all. We just totally stayed with the orange and purple areas, and there was a lot of fighting after that. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much 
everything. There's a sp- couple of special things with movement of if if when moving you move up an area that's going to cost you an additional movement, or if when making a ranged attack you have to go up a unit, then it's going to cost you one range. But if you have to go down, then that's going to cost you one less movement. You can go through tunnels that take you from one door to any other door of your choice you can't move through other people there's a lot of additional things there are some things printed on the board where there's villages and if you enter a village you heal for and get all of your ammo back uh but if you um let's see if you go into a ballista space you can make a special attack that would do one damage and knock characters back uh if not characters are knocked back they can go down but they can't go up meaning if they have to go up that means they get knocked into a wall uh and so they lose an extra damage things like that and there's even a a number of peak spaces like little mountains drawn on the board where uh if you have a ranged attack from there you can reach anybody it doesn't matter how far away they are you can just basically see everything and you have awesome arrows or something like that or awesome spells uh so there's a lot of things that you need to take into consideration of you don't have to worry about line of sight there's nothing like that but uh yeah at the end of the game the game ends i think i mentioned this either when uh you no i didn't mention this when in, it depends on how many people are playing, but in a two-player game, if once one of the flags gets captured, uh, that will trigger the end of the game, meaning that person finishes their turn and the other player will have one last turn to do things. Or uh, if someone completely kills another team, uh, then that, that triggers the end of the game. But uh, whoever has the most points at the end of that wins. And if there's a tie, there's a long series of lists of how to uh, break said tie. And I cannot remember. There's like five different things uh but it can technically end in a tie if i think the last one's like whoever has the most health (laughs) type of a thing but that yeah that's it that's the whole game (laughs) there we go that is tiny epic tactics so yeah there's a there once you start playing this is a game with a lot of like rules but it it isn't actually uh scott Holmes does a great job of making his structures be very logical and so especially if you've had any experience even in the most basic way not necessarily playing but just understanding like just little archetypes of these characters you don't need to know what a rogue is <laughs> really uh but you to like really flesh out this game but just like you know you know characters in a, in a fantasy game like this that they're going to probably have a melee attack or a ranged attack. And that is sort of broadly applicable in video games, board games, all this. So there's nothing really beyond that that you have to be, like, uh, figuring out. And then once you get into the, the rules, they, they do make clear sense. The only weird thing is, of course, the difference in how melee and the dice with melee and the dice with ranged work. But yeah, the missile attack. The missile attacks are weird. Everything else seems yeah. weird. <laughs> Yeah, once you do it, it's like it's like okay. I mean, I get it, <laughs> but but uh, I I did have to look in the like, double check the rules or uh, consult Alex again each time I tried. It's like wait a minute, okay. So the, when I roll this, uh, and but it is straightforward once you do it. They're just different between melee and range uh, attacks, but that's really the only kind of minutia that I would say is, is might be a, a minor stumbling block as you're figuring it out. But other th- otherwise, I will say one of the things that really offsets it quite a bit or, or helps, not offsets it because it's not really that big of an issue, the reference card for how the terrain works is really clear and very well done and very straightforward. And so having that out on the table is just 
really helpful. You don't have to open the rule book. Just take a look at that thing, and um, it'll be very, very clear on what uh, what bonuses you get from where you are or what you're trying to do, what you can or cannot do with what you're trying to do. So overall, really well-designed. As usual, Scott Alms is just a rock star at designing, well, tiny epic games, and <laughs> that makes sense because that is the name of his company. Um, but overall, the game itself, I... Really, we both really like this game. At the end, we were oh, both yeah. like, "Yeah, it's really cool." <laughs> uh, I I gotta say, I was impressed with this. I have Tiny Epic Kingdoms as well. We did that in a review of that one. Um, I like that game. I feel like to make that game more enjoyable for me, at least, my wife and I have house ruled uh, one or two things in it. But this game, to me, I, I like this game better. I think we both had that consensus where we felt like this game was compared between the two we like this game better for what it does this definitely gives more of a sense of an epic battle royale where you're jumping up and down cliffs you're going to the ballista tower to just fire off giant ballista charges (laughs) and uh going climbing up scrambling up mountain peaks to get a view of the entire game board or the game valley wherever you are and uh, being able to uh, illogically fire an arrow or magic bolt from there to anyone. But still, it makes uh, sense in the structure of the game. There, There's just so many things going on without being convoluted. The, the things you can do are clear, but it's not necessarily easy to do them all. And so the restrictions in the game feel they feel warranted. It's not one of those games where... And I think small games struggle from this because they have to design a lot in a small package where you feel like you hit a wall a lot or stymied in the things you want to do. It's like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I can't. Well, about this? Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. This game, of course, has restrictions, but you do feel that there are options to pursue. And and the, one of the things that ties into that is having the uh, exhaustion mechanism. That, that was cool. I like the fact that you can have one player or one character do a couple actions but it exhausts them and they have to either sit out the next round or uh, what's the other way they get revived that maybe a tactics card can revive them or something yeah there are certain Uh, i think there are some tactics cards or possibly some spells depending on what characters you might have Uh, if you have some sort of like cleric character you can remove it but it's basically just either taking two damage and removing it or waiting an entire turn uh, and not using it yeah but that creates this element of you sort of forces you to use all of your characters in different and dynamic ways. And a lot of times attacking might not be the best thing to do. It It's not a I think it's probably something you will be doing out of necessity or just keeping kind of a, you know, a certain aggression in in your strategy. But th- this game is largely about positioning for upcoming moves. So it's kind of that. Not It's not I, chess is a long shot <laughs> association here, but like that chess like. <laughs> planning ahead in in this game in a very light way uh is really important in this game and then also but imagine how much cooler chess would be is if you could literally shoot arrows with your with your uh, uh i don't know who else would be there i guess your castles or your rooks shooting arrows out of your rooks but um yeah, so anyway there's castles. a combination <laughs> as, as soon as i said it i was like that's not what they're called um Anyway, so the, so it's this fun dynamic of positioning and strategic positioning here, but also you get to uh, you know fire off your weapons and and then try to the, knock people off ledges if you can or knock them out of position. That was really fun. So altogether, this game creates a really fun battle royale mechanism, a series of mechanisms that are very satisfying and fun to engage with. And uh, yeah, really really surprised at this one. Happily surprised. I 
I knew this yeah. people like this one, and uh, it was really nice to be able to experience it. Uh, what were your overall thoughts about the structure or anything that stood out? I mean, I, I really liked it. I liked it a lot better than uh, the Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Tiny Epic Kingdoms is mostly area control, and I felt like every time I made a gain, I made I somehow made a bit of a loss. Because every sure. time you're like, oh, I, got, I, I gained control of the area, but I lost a bunch of units, and now I have to kind of start from square one with those particular units. And it, got, it was kind of irritating. Where it was this is just you have what you have, and you kind of have to position yourself. I really like the... Uh, positioning in the beginning, I was kind of worried because I thought, "Oh God, well we're just going to trigger these flags real quick, and it's going to end the game." And and oh God, it's impossible to kill anybody because you can just enter a village and completely, you know, heal four up, and that's usually about one attack. And uh, but it 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 got to a point where, oh no, you you got you had to do something, you had to make moves, and it right. just forced you to get into the fight, which is I really enjoy that. It's it's something where oh. This is this is it, it. It gets right to the thick of it, which is some, again. As I think I've mentioned before with chess is you kind of have to make a bunch of moves out before it's like, oh, you're in the thick of it. You're you've there's there's tension with this game. There's probably like maybe two three turns where you're maybe doing that, but as soon as that happens, then you're like, oh no 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 no, I can't let them take that area or I can't let them do that. I need to make moves. I it doesn't matter if I lose a lot of health doing it, but it's something I have to do and let's hope for the best outcome. And I really like that. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention is there were plenty of turns in this game where I would make a move and I'd really love what happened. Or or there were a few turns where I'd take and I'd be like, ah, that could have turned out a lot better, but it it just didn't. And I guess I'll live with it. Uh, But there were also plenty of turns where after I was done, I'm like, all right, I like that, but I really want to know what my opponent is going to do. It, I don't, I didn't have complete information about what you were going to do. I'm like, he might do this, he might do that. I hope he does this because if he does that, then I can do that. And then, and then you'd usually pull something out. I was like, well, I didn't see that one coming, and now my plan is completely foiled, and I have to come up with something else. I was on the edge of my seat because I, I wanted, I cared about what you were doing. There are plenty of games where right. I'm just like, ah, I just hope he fumbles it up. I was not doing that at all. I was just like, I'm very excited to see what you pull off on your turn because I'm just as engaged in your turn as I am in my turn. Um, right. It, it's it's a thinky game. There are pl- plenty of turns where it got to your turn and you'd be like, all right, it's, it's going to take me a minute before I actually make a move because I really have to think about if I do this move, then if I do that move. I think there were a few times where each of us like took back something. We're like, oh, no, 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 I can't. If I do that, then I'm going I'm to have to take that movement back. So it's very thinky. I really like it, but it's there's something about it that just makes me love every aspect of each person's turn. I'm never angry that I'm... Like, oh, crap, I just lost a bunch of health there. I'm just like, let's see if I can turn this around. This is going to be really interesting. So uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> w- w- while playing it, I definitely felt like a tinge of uh, nostalgia for like this is a, the type of game that like my 10 year old self would have loved. I would probably have been horrible at it, but there was just something about like the little tack down nature of ever moving everything around and having your own special units that do stuff. I think I would have loved, like I got hero quest as a kid and I mm-hmm. almost never played it, but I brought it out so many times just to putz with the stuff. It was just, I really wanted to play it, but no one wanted right. to play it with me. Uh, <laughs> I think with this game, 
I probably, since it's so small, I probably could have gotten one or two people to play it. They, it, the rules may be a bit advanced for a ten-year-old, uh, but if you really, I think, I think if I probably could have gotten some someone in high school to play it with me eventually. It, this, I really like it. I was surprised at how much I like this game. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I home runs all around. Really, really impressive. Really impressive, and and. I don't know, like the what was this, this kind of the standard of the Scott Alms for a while, and I haven't played much of the more recent ones, but it was Tiny Epic Galaxies, and that's a that's a great one, very different than this. But I think this is kind of a, at least for my experience, the ones that we've played and I've played are this is definitely the um, area control standard for the Tiny Epic series, in in my opinion. I know there's others, Defenders, uh, I, I, there's others, Mechs, I'm sure Dudes does something similar. But uh, yeah, really, really good, really fun, and I and, and also one that I would definitely I think I'm going to physically pick this one up. We've we played it virtually just for because of the fact that I think my my son will like this and my wife would probably like this too, and so I could see it being kind of a zany a zany fun game with three as well. Uh, four. Did we look up on how four plays? Is it is it all individual or are you is it a co op setup? Again, you you can play it as a two two like two teams two teams of two if you want to that's totally yeah uh within the rules or you can play just a, a complete battle royale if you want to uh the length of the the control areas are a bit different in uh the end of the game for a three-player game once two areas have been secured then the game ends in a four-player game once all three uh, control areas have been secured then the game so it, it, it kind of extends it just out a little bit uh, for those games so it doesn't in, end quite as soon so this one it, you know most of the time co-op when a game say oh you can also play it co-op I just sort of like uh, let out a sigh and I will never do that I have no interest in doing that that usually is a very annoying way to play because there's so many things that can go wrong someone's not on board someone's not paying enough attention or paying too much attention <laughs> you could definitely go way too hard and having someone who's going crazy over your team this one is actually one I would really like to try co-op I feel like it would probably be pretty fun co-op because you have your own team that is doing its own thing and you I, it just seems to me that one that would lend itself to less quarterbacking and more autonomy in this kind of crazy somewhat probably uh very tight board <laughs> with four players i actually would love to try that co-op with two teams but uh anyway all right let's get into um who this is for and who this is not for and who it's for it's probably i would say i can't think of uh, I, I think any gamer, to be honest, would would like would, should try this. This is a really well done, tiny epic tactics. Uh, there you go, tiny epic tactics, tactical game. And I think every gamer is going to get something out of this. It, it touches a lot of or checks off a lot of boxes, and also does it well. So I think if you like board games and you like ones with interesting structures, then this is going to obviously do it for you. Who it's not for is I don't know. I mean. Battle people who don't like direct conflict, I guess. Do you think Liz, Liz would like Pretty this much. game? Liz would hate this game. She wasn't a fan yeah. of Kingdoms. I think she'd be even less of a fan of this one, even though I'm more of a fan of this one. Right. Uh, she definitely, <laughs> yeah, she she really doesn't like the attacking, and she also doesn't like area control that much. So this is kind of a, 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 a one-two punch of she does not like it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so that that would make sense. I guess that's the only holdup for me, though, that I could see is if you really don't like those direct conflict games, because this definitely has it. But um, other than that, though, this is broadly applicable, broadly enjoyable, I think, by a broad uh, variety of people. And um, the I guess the only other hang-up would be if you want more, de- like a bigger game experience over a longer time. But that's something that kind of applies to all the tiny epic games. None of them are, you know, two hours long um, huge. I mean, they are epic for their size, <laughs> but they are not epic by broad, full-size game standards, I would say. Uh, and that's the only other hang-up. But other than that, I think this fills a nice niche in, in scratching um, some of that itch of like having a fun battle royale, which is very simple and straightforward, but gives you a lot of options and a lot of strategy direction to try to pursue uh, in this game. All right. Let's see. Table space. So we talked a little bit about how the layout works. It is going to be that mat that rolls out, and then you're going to put the box parts on it. Physically, uh, I'm trying to get a sense of how big it is, having not physically played it. It doesn't seem to me to be that big. I mean, the tiny epic boxes are like, I don't know, four by six inches wide or in size, approximately. And so you're going to be flipping that size over on one. And then you've got these smaller boxes um, breaking down around it. And so I think, let's say like, I don't know, 15 inches by 15 inches square area for the middle of the board for the uh, actual play area. And then in front of you, you're going to have your four character cards and with their little tokens on them for gauging their health and their attack ability. Uh, And then you're going to have a deck of tactic cards somewhere and a hand of tactic cards two tactic cards total during the course of the game and then you're also going to have just kind of a few things floating around that you can orient anywhere so you're going to have your control tracker with the flags for the three control areas you're going to have a pile of weakness tokens and you're going to have the three dice somewhere and those are going to rotate around as people need them so this has a lot of mobility in moving things around on the table to orient around other things, but it is one that needs that central play area needs to be accessible, visible, and um, seeable by everybody at the table. So this doesn't quite pass the pizza test, I would say, but I still think (laughs) it's a good one for taking out, but it's kind of on the cusp of that one um, because there's just, there's, there's so many things. The offset of that, though, is the vibe of this game. I think this game lends itself very well to takeout and some snacks or some drinks because uh, the vibe is fun. There's always something going on. Like Alex mentioned, you're really paying attention to what other people are doing, not just to strategize around it, but it's sort of fascinating to see how they problem solve with what you just put in front of them <laughs> and and hopefully maybe go one way or another way and and sort of you know there's sort of this baiting and bluffing uh, in a minor way with your movements and what you think that they think that you think that they're going to do uh type of thing so vibe wise it's really good but there is some components around here that need to be sort of oriented in one way or the other uh that being said though uh, once again, I haven't physically seen this game, but based on Scott Holmes' other games, cardstock quality, and it looks like this it's similar here, is really good. So even a game that you are going to take out, it's probably going to stand up to a fair amount of, you know, abuse or just, uh, you know, just playing the game a lot. Um, and then having that central rollout piece be a cloth is actually really nice because you can literally wash it <laughs> if you need to. So if you spill your beer, which I have literally done full beer inside of a game, uh, you can... <laughs> You can wash it out, and it won't fill. Won't uh, were you trying uh, to wash it out with beer? Cardboard. Is that? 
I <laughs> no, I uh, I literally even said earlier is like, oh gosh, of course I'll probably just spill my beer in here. <laughs> that would be the worst, wouldn't it? And then like five minutes later, I tipped a whole beer into the board game box of this game with the components in it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really stupid. But uh, anyway, so a little pluses and minuses with table space here. I still think it's very viable taking out, but there are some components that need to be kind of uh, moved in one way or the other to make it feasible. Okay. Would your mom like this game? I <laughs> probably would say no. <laughs> probably. I just <laughs> I would say no. I would say no. This is just too well said. This is way too far into fantasy realm nerd stuff that your mom would just be like, "Ah, no thanks." I yeah. I think she would probably enjoy like watching this like you know if she's doing other things as people are playing like poking her head at it or sort of peeking at it but i don't think she would like playing this game at all i don't even think she'd like watching this game <laughs> she'd be like, i don't know jokes. what's happening there's too much <laughs> uh, yeah no this is this is my mom would hate this game <laughs> fair enough um, all right, guys. Well, I think we, we both think, I think I can speak for Alex here, that you sh- you should check this game out. It does a lot of fun, cool stuff in a really interesting way. It's very unique. And uh, once again, Scott Alms did a great job with a, a tiny epic game and creating a tiny epic feel in this structure. So I quite enjoyed this, and I'm looking forward to picking it up physically to get some more playthroughs in it. Um, let's see. I don't have a catchphrase. I don't even have an excuse today. I it's kind of, it's kind of a rushed rushed week this week. My excuse. Let's see. Can I come up with? Uh, did I already use that Colorado's on fire excuse? I think I yes, did. Yeah, yeah. But you I'm going to use it again because what? it's getting more on fire, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of scary. <laughs> so uh, it's getting close to like Boulder, which is close to Denver, where we live. Anyway, so Colorado's more on fire. That's my excuse. Um, I can't be bothered to think of anything else except watching the news releases on the fires. But I am getting some gameplays in, and we hope that you guys are as well. Um, you can reach out to us to tell us what you're playing or ask us to review something by doing a couple different things. You can either go to Instagram or Twitter and reach out to us at Chits and Chat. Or you can go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and reach out to us there. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form, and we would love to hear from you guys, hear what you're playing. Um, know if your state is on fire or not. You know, we'd love to know that too. But thank you all for listening, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.